Today's sermon text comes from Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 41. Matthew 26, 36 through 41. Hear now the inspired words of God. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. One, two, six, ten people are standing in line in front of me. It is 9 p.m. at the grocery store in the sleepy little town of Estes Park, Colorado. I didn't know there, there, there were this many people in Estes Park, Colorado, or that on Friday night at 9 p.m. they'd all say, you know what let's do? Let's go grocery shopping. Kevin and I have been hiking, and we had Anna and Leo are watching Asher, and we knew we needed these two things. We needed applesauce, and we needed non-dairy butter, okay, for Asher, because he's a non-dairy kid, and if he wakes up in the morning, I'm not going to have time to run to the grocery store. He wants his food then. So we're stuck, okay? And it's not honestly like I had somewhere else at 9 p.m. on a Friday night really pressing and urgent that I needed to get to. It was more that, I don't want to be here. I want to go to bed. I can't believe this. And to be totally vulnerable with y'all, one of the times uh, I am at my least faithful, right, and, and least spiritual is in lines like this. I just go to a dark, bad, ugly place, and I know it, but I, I do it. And so I'm sitting there with my stupid applesauce and butter, and I'm looking at the line saying, this looks like a hurricane is about to hit here in this safe way. I mean, every line is 10, 12 people deep. And so then I start thinking, what is wrong with this store? Seriously, this might be a surprise for me that it's this crowded on a Friday night at 9 p.m., but it shouldn't surprise them. They should know that they get a rush at 9 p.m., and they should have extra staff to open up some extra lanes so that we can go home. And, of course, in front of me, you know, person number one in the line is a couple who were trying to buy an ice chest. But they had this giant ice chest that they swore was labeled 1999. But it's ringing up 89.99. It's a big difference right there, okay? So they're saying, well, go back and price check it. Well, they go back and price check it, and they bring this tiny little ice chest, and they say, this is the one that's $19.99. And the couple say, oh, no. The sign said, you know, this 500-gallon one was $19.99. Let's see a manager. And I'm like, ah! <sighs> so... I decided in that moment, as I was turning into a rage monster, and I was about to go up and say, look, just clearly, 
It's $89.99. How about you buy the $19.99 one? It's a good ice chest. Now go. I decided I need to look for God in this moment because there is no place on this earth, the Bible says, that God is not present. No place. Friday night, 9 p.m., rage monster me. I need to look for God because God is here in this safe way. So I started, I put down my anger and I started to look around. And I noticed the people, there's other people suffering in line with me. There's human beings standing in line in front of me. That was refreshing to see them not as obstacles or impediments, but as human beings, right? I look behind me and I realize it could be worse, right? I'm, I'm looking around at the store thinking, man, these lights are bright. All I want to do is go to bed. But I still hadn't seen God. And that bothered me because I knew God was there so it was a problem I was having seeing. And I know I wasn't in the best spiritual place at that point, right? So that's some of the problems. So I just gave it some time. I, finally, this couple buys the smaller ice chest and gets out, you know, and we move through. And um, I talk to the checker, and the checker is one of the leaders of the store. And the checker tells me, this is the busiest grocery store, according to him, in the nation. Because I said something like, wow, you sure are busy. Ever thought of hiring extra staff? I didn't say that. <laughs> he said, yeah, it's the busiest one in the nation. I don't know if he was really the busiest one in the nation or the busiest Safeway, but I'll give it to him because it really did look like a hurricane was about to hit. And he said, at midnight, I will lock the doors and people will be banging on them to get in. Again, I'm thinking, maybe you should rethink your business plan and stay open a little. But anyway, we pay for our items and I, I still hadn't found God. And so it's now coming up on 920. And um, I said to Kevin, hey, I still haven't found God. He knew I was looking. And he, I said, please, could we just stay here a little longer to look? <laughs> and uh, Kevin's used to my craziness. And um, I think he actually wants to encourage me to be better at standing in lines. And so he said yes. And what we did is we sat at the back of a Starbucks that was closed. Again, I think they should rethink their business model. Um, and we took a time-lapse video. And if y'all would play that video, I'll show you a few things. This is 30 minutes. These folks are going to stay here almost the whole time. This lady back here, she's going to come to the front of the line. And look at her. She's just hanging out. And Kevin told me that she was delighting in being the one who had to price check a million things. She had a, a dirty word on her shirt, right, Kev? Is that what you said? Some, something that was interesting. We wouldn't wear it to church. And she was happy to be a problem child. Then you look at all these people. This is where the line is coming. Um, all these people, all these flashing lights, like, problem, problem. <laughs> it was... It was uh, Misery, misery, misery that night at the grocery store. So I, we get done with that after 30 minutes. We're heading home. It's now near 10 o'clock, and we're talking about, I, I was picking Kevin's brain. I was like, well, where did you see God? Because I had seen some things, you guys, but there was nothing that just said to me, whoosh, this is where God wants to meet you, Pastor Laura, and your church in line. And so Kevin's talking to me, and he's given, given me some, some things that he saw, and I'm still waiting. And I'll admit to you that never have I gone to a place where I know God is, which is everywhere, and not come out immediately knowing where I had seen God. 
And so I decided I'm just going to try harder. I'm going to try some more. And when I was flying back on the airplane and there was security check, I was looking for God. And in um, the weeks after this, I would go and I would sit in traffic on Mopac and I-35 just for y'all so that I could really know I was not going anywhere. I would just sit in traffic one way and sit in traffic on the way back and say, God, show me, where are you? And finally, I saw God. And when I did see God in these waiting spaces, it has completely transformed the way I wait. And I know that it will for you too. I've been longing to tell you about this. So here's where I found God. I found God in that call and that whisper that I heard even when I was getting angry, that first whisper to practice my faith in spaces I don't like. Okay, the call of God, I found God there in the call to practice my faith in spaces I don't like, spaces that I'm uncomfortable, that I'm agitated, I'm waiting, those waiting spaces to practice my faith. And I was recalling as I was sitting in Mopac traffic and waiting in airport lines, I'm recalling Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane because he tells his disciples how to wait. You'll remember that he goes off to pray, he is in agony, He's crying. He prays several times because he needs that much prayer. And when he comes back to see the disciples, what have they done? They've gone to sleep, right? And he says, no, you need to stay awake. You need to watch and pray, right? Watch and pray. He's telling them what they need to do. And they fail at both. They go to sleep, they stop praying, and they miss that opportunity, Okay, so now y'all are saying, well, Laura, what does the Garden of Gethsemane have to do with the very minor inconvenience of waiting in line at Target? Lines are a small chance for us to practice our faith. They are a small inconvenience. They are a small disruption. We are out of control in a small way. We, We are waiting on somebody else. And God is whispering to us, Here's a chance in this place you don't want to be to practice connecting with me. And then if we can do that in all the minor inconveniences of our life, then we are ready to face the storms like Gethsemane. Okay, and some of y'all may even be looking at me and saying, I don't get upset when I'm in line. Good. Okay, you're on the next level. You've leveled up. Congratulations, my people. Okay, but there is a place where you get frustrated or upset. Maybe you're waiting for doctor's news, okay? Or maybe there's some other kind of waiting or some waiting to see about a relationship or waiting about a job or wait. There's tons of times to practice our faith as we're waiting. So here's how we do it. And maybe even if you're good at waiting in lines, this can still transform it to make it even better. So the first thing you need to do is remember, you have a choice. Maybe if you're me, if you're chill, you're okay, but you can either get angry or frustrated or go to sleep, or you can watch and pray. Okay, so I find that in lines, I do go to this bad place, and so that I don't go there, what I do is I kind of go to sleep. Not literally, but figuratively. I'll pull out my phone, and I'll check my email, or I'll look at social media, or I'll play a game, so that in some way, I don't have to be in this space that I don't like. Y'all with me? I know that we all do this because I watch that video a ton of times, and what do I see? 
You know, you can be standing right next to the person you love most in the world, and you're going to be like, I hate this, let's get through this. We go to sleep, we pick up a magazine, and some way we check out. And what Jesus is urging all of us to do is practice our faith by staying in that moment and watching. So what you might do is, so you say you're sitting, you're in line at HEB, look around. Okay, who's standing in line in front of you? Who's behind you in line? Is there a checker? Um, I had Joe Watts said, sometimes I pay attention, and if I have a basket full of things and there's somebody with two items, I notice them and I let them go in front of me. And she said, it makes their day, but it makes my day too, to do that little kindness, right? But we can't do that if we're not watching. Now, when I have just started being present in times I don't like, it has been really cool. First of all, I'll tell you, I remember standing in line now. And not as something terrible, but as a chance to connect with people I would never meet otherwise. It has been incredible. And I'll, I'll never forget, a couple weeks ago, I was in line at that quick check line over by the pharmacy at HEB, and I was practicing, right? I was watching. And I, I was checking out, and I say to the checker, I'm checking out all these little squeeze packs, baby food squeeze packs and some baby crackers. And I said to him, this young teenage man, oh, I am the worst mother on the planet. I have, we're going out to dinner and I'm getting these squeeze packs because I forgot to bring food for my two-year-old. Just worst mother in history. And he says, he interrupts me, he says, hold on a second. He says, I hear parents coming through here every week who talk like that. And he said, could I just say, don't be so hard on yourself. He said, you have already solved the problem and your son's going to have this food and you're, you're doing great, mom. This kid is what, 16 years old? You know, life lessons from this 16-year-old checker who has seen all of this. And Y'all, I didn't have to look around. Where is God in this moment? God was right there speaking to me. I get chills when I think about that. You will be amazed the people you meet, the words of encouragement you can either receive or give when you just watch, when you're just awake, because then God has you in that situation. There is nothing more valuable there's somebody everywhere we go that needs hope, encouragement, just a good word. God has you in that space. Stay awake. Watch. The next thing that we need to do, when we, when we stay awake, then we're more present, we're more ready to speak or to receive. But the next thing Jesus says is to pray. Now, we're, it's not just that we're more present in that situation it's that the creator of the universe, we're inviting God to be present in that situation, to transform it, to touch lives. And so you might be watching and you realize, I am surrounded by crab cakes. Everyone's grumpy, no one's talking, everyone's having a bad day. Okay, God help, right? Start looking and find someone to pray for. Okay, you might look around and see that, that parent who has the toddler in meltdown. Would you pray for that parent? You, know, you might, as you're watching, notice that there's somebody who's counting carefully, kind of adding up what they have in their basket. Pray for them. You might be stuck in traffic 
right? And somebody side zooms, right? Huh? Pray for that person. I mean, maybe they're just being crazy, but yes, maybe somebody they love is dying. Y'all would not believe the amount of times I have been driving a grieving family to a hospital and maybe if they're driving the car, they make a traffic mistake. And I think, I hope somebody has grace for them because they're going to a terrible thing. I hope somebody has grace. Invite God into these spaces, right? Pray. If you can't pray for the side Zoom car, pray for the car, person driving the car in front of you or behind you. Now, here's where I get really excited. Because we think as Christians about coming here to, to, together to pray. We're starting to pray around our church and pray for our community. But I get so excited thinking if we took that lost, ruined time of waiting in line, that time that most of us dislike, if not actively hate, if we turn that into a time to connect with God, how would that change us? How would that change our community? You know, first of all, I think we would double our prayer time. Right? If every time you were in airport security, waiting at the doctor's office, waiting in line, picking up your dry cleaning, stuck in traffic, because that never happens, if every time we, we got to the newest light on Highway 71, that's 10 feet away from the previous newest light on Highway 71, if every time we did that, we saw it as a chance to talk to God where would we be spiritually in a year? And then, what would happen in our community if we looked around and we started praying? Um, I got really excited when I thought about some of the places I'm stuck. And one of those is high school traffic on 620. Any of y'all ever hit that wrong? Kevin will say, the high school is about to let out. Let's not go that way, right? But if you forget, you're stuck there. And you're maybe grumpy about it. Okay, what if instead you talked to God and you started praying for a high school student? Maybe you know one and you could pray for them by name. Maybe it's a student in this church. Maybe you don't know them, but you just, you open up to God and God says, pray for teens committing, uh, that are thinking about committing suicide. Okay, God, you know who's struggling in that school, please help them. Please bring a friend to them right now so they know they're not alone. Maybe you think God lays on your heart, pray for their safety. Okay, pray for their safety. Pray for the administrators. Pray for the teachers. Just let God lead you, and wherever you're stuck, say, this is so great. This is five minutes I didn't have before to pray for my community. You guys, if 600 people at Bee Creek United Methodist Church, every time we are in a line, are praying, I feel like that has the possibility to transform our world. That maybe the most holy and spiritually powerful corners will be the corners where we're stuck at traffic lights. And to connect with God, people will say, man, the Spirit is just moving at H-E-B. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's because we're out there and we're praying. We're praying. All we have to do is ask. We know that whenever we ask, God answers. And if 600 of us are out in our community asking, oh my gosh, that has the power to not only transform our lives, but to help us fulfill our call of changing the world. 
just by watching and praying when we're waiting. Lions don't have to be lost and ruined an awful time. Do what Jesus said and watch and pray. Let them help you get ready for those bigger things, those bigger waiting events. And let's invite God together, all of us, all of our voices throughout the week to be transforming us, to be transforming our community, and to be changing our world. Let's pray. God, we want so much to meet you, not just here as we worship together with other believers, but in the harder spaces of our lives as we're waiting or as we're facing those smaller obstacles or dealing with people who are having a bad day. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do what Jesus told his disciples to do. Help us to be awake in that moment, to be available to be used by you, to be available to hear from you. And most of all, God, the next time we find ourselves waiting or frustrated, help us to call on you to be with us and with the others in that space. And we just look forward to the ways that you are going to be transforming us and transforming our community as we reach out to you while we wait in lines. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.